friend of the better part of the last decade. She's a former colleague of mine, my second longest tenured female friend, the only other person on the planet who thinks Waterworld is a goddamn masterpiece. She's the reason I drink, Miss Charlotte Hollinsworth. How you doing? Hello, hello. I am so happy to tell you that I had confirmation that a friend of mine listens to our show because I got a text in the middle of nowhere that just said, Give me your thesis on why Waterworld is a masterpiece. <laughs> Love and it. I was like, I value your listenership. <laughs> yeah, they just opened the floodgates to, to yeah. and I was just like, here's the most succinct that I can be. And I mean, of course, you know, they also love Waterworld. You know, it was it was a question of like, I'm excited to hear how much more we have in common as people, which is the best way to approach me about Waterworld, right? Like, oh, absolutely. That's like, Let's both share the reasons why this is one of the greatest films of all time. Um, and that was, it was also just like, hey, hey, Nathan, thanks for listening to our podcast. Yeah, thanks, Nathan. <laughs> yeah, we love good you. Good guy. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, how are you? Uh, <laughs> still working through um, the issues with deleting my entire computer. Um, yeah, yeah. So if listeners don't follow along with our, you know, sister podcast, I like to think, Action Movie <laughs> Book Club, uh, Hans did go ahead and erase his whole computer. <laughs> just just hit Control-Alt-Delete on the whole hard drive. <laughs> yeah, I wiped it all. I mean, that's fine. It's just like eight years of making stuff gone. It's cool. All no, good. it's not a big deal. And it's been super fun and normal. It did not take two extra hours to get set up today to record. Yeah. Certainly not having any uh, add-on effects. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, you know what? Your computer's on. We're recording. We sound great. So you know? far, so good. I know. You got your new mic and everything. I know. Look at us. We're so professional with our little matchy-matchy podcast microphone. I know I feel very professional and cool. Cute. It's appropriate that this would happen during a Batman run too, because I like, you know, I spent money. I'm flaunting my wealth with my fancy equipment. Yeah. Bruce Wayne. Really writing my, my exactly. I'm in my Bruce Wayne era. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. Um, yeah. I mean, of course that's because we're going to finish up uh, the second half of uh, a little Batman year one. Ugh. I had such a fun time with this. It's the best. I mean, we're just, we're on a run of hits. That's, I know, that's all we do. We just play the hits. We're top 40, um, <laughs> soulless, no you know. <laughs> I'm Casey Kasem up here. Um, before we get into that, what have you been watching or anything you do this week? I can't believe we haven't talked about this before, but Ted Lasso is back. And I'm so far behind. Oh my God, you've got to get in. Here's the deal. I, as we know, I'm not good at keeping up with things that are happening as they happen, but Ted Lasso is appointment television for me. I will not miss an episode. I will not get to a weekend without having watched that week's Ted Lasso. They are very short seasons, which is tragic. Uh, and But well, I also, like, I don't, it doesn't even, it's not a show that has really big, like, spoilers necessarily, but I don't want to see what anyone's feeling. So I can't, like, go online and risk seeing a gif of someone having an emotion, and then I'm like, no, 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 I, I want to see them get to it themselves. Well, because I've only seen the first season, and I waited on the second one for a while because I wanted oh. to enjoy it properly. I wanted to be in the right mood for it, mm -hmm. and it just mm -hmm. never quite happened. And now, what, they're in the third season? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the third season isn't done yet. So, you know, you could catch up and then watch the finale with all of us if yeah. you wanted to. I'm but I also understand... That. Because it's a show that's like, the thing about it is that it's not like a dark show. It's not like heavy and sad, but it's also not light. Like it's happy, but it's still heavy. And I still like, I get so 
emotionally wrapped up in that show that I have to take a break. Like, I, I think I watch it every week because I know that I can't marathon it because it's like, it really, awesome. like, it gets me See, so I went, it, it, For me, it goes down easy. Like, the first season, oh, yeah. I watched in one sitting, and I knew I would do Ooh. that again. So at first, yeah. it was like, I'm going to wait till it's all all done so I can I can do that, and then... It was, I'm going to wait for the right mood, and, and then it, the stars never quite. And then there's so many other me. things to watch. Yeah. You, you have just, to watch obscure 90s sci-fi shows. You know, like, there's a lot on. going on. Yeah, I have <laughs> too much. Go, too, there's, there's too much TV out there. Let's just there say. is. There really is. That's why I mostly just watch YouTube. But, yeah, Ted Lasso is, I mean, and I will say cha- uh, chapter two. Huh? Uh, I'm talking about comic books too much. It's bleeding into the rest of my life. Yes. But season two um is heavier like there's some there's some intensity there i'm not saying that it's bojack horseman but there are moments that are like i'm not gonna lie (laughs) there's a little approaching bojack in like the back half of season two of ted lasso that terrifies Um, and excites me i know i know that's how i'm gonna get you to watch it actually that's a that's my strategy (laughs) oh god yeah no it's I hadn't thought about BoJack in a while, and it was mentioned the other day, and I was like, oh, man, that used to just be such a part of my life. (laughs) I want to rewatch it, but I also need to have distance before I go back there. Like, I'm fine, (laughs) and I'm a healthier person than I was when BoJack Horseman was on air. Well, I can't watch it alone, so. (laughs) Yeah, 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 no. (laughs) Not again. (laughs) Yeah, so if you're going to rewatch it, you might have to let me know, because... I will. Yeah, no, chance. we'll we'll go. We'll walk down that dark dark path together. Uh, yeah, once again. <laughs> so, what have you been uh, consuming as of late? Oh, uh, I mean, Mando's been great. You haven't caught up on that, have you? No, unfortunately, That's I'm too fine. busy crying about Ted Lasso. Um, I also watched. Okay, do you recall a movie called Bone Tomahawk from a while ago? That sounds familiar. But uh, I don't like cowboys. And it was kind of a, uh, I wouldn't call it a horror movie, but I think there's cannibals involved. And oh, whatnot. okay, yeah. But, well, the guy who did that uh, had a new has a new movie on Netflix, um, and it's starring Vince Vaughn and uh, Mel Gibson. Wait, what? <laughs> it's called Dragged Across Concrete. <laughs> there was. You, I could never have bet that after Vince Vaughn, you would say Mel Gibson. I know, that's why I did it in that order. <laughs> I can't. That Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm speechless. <laughs> Don't know how to put that together in my mind. Those, those, are, those are two opposite sides of movies in yeah. my brain. They're like, uh, they're cops, partners, and uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't really want to say... Much else. I don't know if it's good or even if I liked it, but I've been thinking about it ever since I watched it. Like I can't. Oh my god! Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I think that's that's about as high a praise as you can give. Like as we were just saying, there's too much out there, and it's usually just in one ear at the other, and I forget I ever watched anything. And I'm still thinking about this. I don't really know what to make of it. That's that is hilarious to me because there's no way that it could make sense internally with Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson in one movie together. I'm so, like, there's no way that there could be a movie that actually is comprehensible with that. So I'm happy to hear that reality is somewhat still intact and that that movie is, you. I mean, you just don't know. Yeah, and 
this this director, it's, he's kind of, it's, he's one of those directors that his movies are very much his movies. Like, he has a feel right. for the, yeah. you know, you have a feeling. Yeah. Like, not, you know, I wouldn't go as far in. as, like, a Raimi or, a, you know, or, or someone like that. Or but, like, attempting are, that. Like, that's the goal, Yeah, obviously. the same kind of idea of, like, yeah. that's, this is a, I can't remember his name. I apologize, but this is a very much him movie where it's, you know. Right. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know if I recommend it or not. It's just, it's something. <laughs> you just want to make sure everyone knows it exists. You're yeah. not telling anyone to watch it. You don't want to share this experience, but you just need to know. You need to have other people acknowledge, yes, this movie exists and you did watch it. I think it is worth watching, but I, I really? like I said, I honestly don't know. I, I'm not a Mel Gibson I, fan. No, I'm not bit. either. Like, regardless of all of his personal stuff, I also just don't like him as an actor. I just don't find him compelling on screen. Not to say that he's not, like, whatever. He really There's an era. Um, I mean, look, I'm sure he's, you know, obviously he's got something going on because he doesn't have to produce his own movies. Yeah, for I hate how freaking talented he actually is because he's a really good director, too. This is, I mean, everyone knows about all this, you know. Horribleness. We don't need to go no, over. I'm not gonna go into know that. the reasons why we don't like him as a person, and we yeah. don't. You know, if you can steal his art to watch it, you should. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, well, I, I think that's fine. I haven't watched anything with him involved since you know, forever because of all that right, stuff. Yeah. I, I sometimes I have a hard time separating those two things, and uh, this is, is my sometimes first time okay not to write them. letting him back in my life, and it was yeah. it was something. See, and Vince Vaughn is just like. I love him. I, he's just a weird tree of a man. And yeah. I just, I just, and I don't know. Look, I have not Googled him and the word problematic in a few years. So I don't know if he said some shit, but I don't want to know because I need to still be able to watch Wedding Crashers and feel whole. You know what I mean? Like I need to have him because I need to be able to see his cameo in Zoolander and be comforted and brought joy. You know, like right, I, well, that's I won't ruin it for you. He's not like. Mel Gibson issues or anything, or with the, and of course he's a fucking bad dude. He's a rich white guy. I don't think like, he's necessarily a bad dude. Like he doesn't have, he isn't like, he's not on like the Me Too list, or he's he's not okay. like a Harvey Weinstein, or you he's know. not like an anti vaxxer or I think, like. I think he is more of a conservative than anything. Yeah, I mean, look, a lot of that's the thing is it's so funny when uh, this is such a tangent, but like when people are like, oh my god, Hollywood is so woke, it's so leftist, and it's like. All of Hollywood is Republicans because they're rich and they want to keep their money. Like, you've got to be joking. <laughs> like, well, yeah, it's just none will admit it. And I think he ad admitted well, it, yeah, which is, I think. even funnier because people do, like, it depends. The actors aren't admitting well, publicly, it, but all of the I mean, studio heads are. Like, all yeah. the people that actually run Hollywood are, like, absolutely out. I mean, that's something that uh, uh, fucking Frasier even said. Uh, what's his fuck? You know, Frasier Kelsey from TV. Yeah, Kelsey Grammer's even said, like, oh, it's not really that true. Like, the actors are all pretty leftist, but, like, as an out Republican, like, he has lots of good friends. All the studio heads are Republicans and are totally open about it. They're like, no, yeah, 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 no, I'm a rich white guy, obviously. I'm a Republican. Well, we so. haven't seen a lot of Vince Vaughn as much. Yeah. Like, he was everywhere. I, I feel like yeah. that him admitting that he was is partially why maybe we haven't seen I him mean, as much. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> Just a theory. He also just, like, I feel like maybe my fondness for him is because I have a nostalgia for that specific kind of comedy that was happening, like, in the late 2000s into the yeah. early 2010s, right? Like, of course. So, and I think that that kind of comedy is just, like, not what's happening anymore, and I just wonder that maybe Vince can't make the jump to what's funny now, right? Like, there's a very specific 
cadence to the humor of like 2010 that is well, just not the same as it is now. And that's to say that's like, oh, it's it's because it was too dirty back then. No, it's literally just like the kind of absurdity and the kind of like jokes that we're making are different because they always change. Well, right? two it's things. Like we, we don't get time. those movies anymore because they're like mid-budget. We yeah. Get, oh, yeah. We get like $2 million movies or $200 yeah. million movies. We don't that's really exactly get the, yeah. the $40 million comedy. Like, that just doesn't exactly. exist. People and, do not make Wedding Crashers and Bridesmaids anymore. Right. And then second, he's shown up on, like, the last season or two of Curb, and he's been great. Oh, really? Yeah. He's that fantastic. Makes sense for me. That makes sense that he would be in that show, actually. Yeah. That, he's that he's very funny in that. So okay. He definitely hasn't lost anything. Right. Well, except for maybe his mind. But anyways, well, <laughs> I thank you for that. Not a recommendation. I'm not going to watch that movie, but I do want you to text me if you have any nightmares about it and just like explain in detail the plot of the nightmare, but not the movie. Well, the only reason I watched it is a friend of mine in a group chat was like, it had one, of, it has one of the most like upsetting scenes, like death scenes oh. or something in it. <laughs> so I was like, well, I gotta watch it. Well, now. yeah, no, I, I hate myself and I gotta put that in exactly. my brain. Well, <laughs> Well, this, I don't know what this says about me, but, uh, like, the scene he was referring to, like, it didn't, like, really, I, I, I wasn't sure what was even what he was talking about. Like, I got to the end, I'm like, was this what you meant? He's like, yeah, that was so bad. I was like, that barely even registered. You haven't, like, you that's haven't how seen enough movies. <laughs> well, I, I used to do those those live streams with, with yeah. our, our friend Aaron from Class Horrorcast, and, yeah. like, we'd watch the most horrific, I mean, we we watched, like, all the martyr or all the hostile movies like House of a oh, Thousand Corpses, uh, no. Martyrs, which is often considered <laughs> oh, no. like the most horrific thing ever. Uh, I won't. I, I, I refuse. Well, I those were all on my list of I'm never going to watch them. I love them, it. But I, I love think that. it's I funny. Love you watch them. Yeah. Well, I think it's funny when I'm uncomfortable, and yeah. that stuff makes me super 100%. uncomfortable. It was funny. Yeah. Um, but now I'm I'm like so desensitized. And honestly, oh, things absolutely. like Game of Thrones. That has desensitized me as well. Honestly, so much me too. I, I feel like I didn't start watching horror movies until after I started watching Game of Thrones when I was like, okay, well, if I can handle that because the story is good, then, I, you know, maybe I can handle scary movies and then just, like, f- open that floodgate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Martyrs, there's, like, a flaying scene, but, like... Oh, we've seen that. But not... Yeah, it, like, it was worse. I feel like it was worse on Game of Thrones. <laughs> Like, like you see the aftermath, but like they don't actually do, show it. I was just kind of like, "How's it?" You're like, "Come on, show me the flaying." Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to see it, <laughs> I but I was just kind of like, "That was it." Like that was what the fuss was yeah. about. That wasn't so bad. Yeah. yeah, another another great gift from Game of Thrones is that we're all way less sensitive to like horrific violence. Yeah, nothing phases <laughs> me anymore. It's it's not. I don't think that's a good thing. I know, I know. I kind of, a part of me misses the, the like, squeamish hands over the eyes part of me that I killed and murdered so that I could watch movies that aren't actually that scary. I just had built them up in my mind for years and years and years because I was like, Blair Witch is going to be the grossest, scariest movie I've ever seen in my life. And it's not, it's just not. It's good, but it's just not. That, nothing, nothing gory happens in that movie. Hey, hey, spoiler alert. You can just watch Blair Witch. It's not that scary. You'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't even like scary movies, but... Still, House of a Thousand Corpses, though, that still is. That's one. Of the, that's the most upsetting movie I've ever seen in my life. I don't yeah, know how it purpose. exists. It's, like, supposed to be. That's its goal. Sure, but it's just, like, wow. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm, like, I'm good. I'm it, fine. Like, 
Explaining I don't scenes want to look in like it. You look right now. Like, like explaining scenes like... in it. it it's like, people don't, wouldn't believe me if they hadn't seen it. You'd be like, "That's that can't be a thing." It's not real. Nobody put that on a movie. It's just. It, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sorry you watched it, but I'm actually not because it's really funny watching you be uncomfortable. You're right. You are very funny to watch squirm, but yeah. it's it's still you know at the same time I. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry for your experiences and your trauma. Yeah, me too. But we do what we got to do, right? That's right. That's right. Like, watch House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, and that's the kind of sacrifices this generation is making. And yeah. I think we don't get enough credit. Rain Wilson is inexplicably in that, too. Wait, what? Yeah. What? So is Chris How? Hardwick. Okay, for some reason, Chris Hardwick makes more sense to me. And There's Walton something Goggins. That, okay. What the? F- you're just running it's, like a roulette. I know. <laughs> like, that's it, not real. Nothing about this seems real. It's just. I mean, Wilson, isn't it? I mean, look, yeah. he doesn't really surprise me. He's into some just, you know, like he's not. He's an inconsistent human being in my mind. I don't know what to expect, which means I don't. I'm not surprised by anything. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I feel like you should be a weed farmer. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, he's a play to beat farmer, so that's not that far off. I just feel like he should own a weed farm. Anyways, that's just my my gut impression of Rain Wilson these days. Oh, uh, yeah. Now my head's all... Oof. I should have started but thinking like, about you know that what? movie. You know what? Let's move away from that. Let's move to another spooky but not gory little guy. Our favorite little bat. Our favorite nocturnal mammalian creature. Uh, sweet, sweet Batman. Half of those words I didn't understand, but let's go. All right, we are jumping back into Chapter 3, Black Dawn. We have left our fateful hero uh, crashing through a burning staircase because the building, the tenement building he is in, has been firebombed from above because the cops are more interested in killing Batman uh, than saving the lives of any of the the quote-unquote degenerates that may or may not be lounging about in the building trying not to be fucking shot. Um, So they blast the building in it, uh, Batman gets injured. He has to take off his bat belt uh, with all his gadgets because there's thermite on it, which is going to immediately start, you know, causing a lot of damage to his body and probably cut him in half if he doesn't get it off of him before the fire hits yeah, him. Thermite just you know, melts metal. Immediately would melt through him, and so he has to throw it away. Um, and he's kind of taking inventory. And this is the first time I love this so much because, first of all, the color palette has completely like changed from what we've had the last few pages because it's on fire, but it's still all like purple and dark red. It's still got that, again, that like dark saturation where Superman has this bright saturation and it just like, it's just really good colors. Like not to get all color theory on everyone, but it's it's just really good. Um, And he's also doing this mental inventory as he's like crashing through. So we see like the Bruce Wayne super brain kick in, right? So he's figuring out, okay, I got to get rid of this. That leads me down to this. And then he sees um, an electricity, uh, like a, like a, metal door blocking some electric equipment and he's like okay that's where i gotta go because that's gonna be more protected it's a metal door thank goodness i keep a lock pick in my glove which is so perfect and actually like this part because he is kind of like going through the the gadgets that he's been testing uh is the first kind of like 
we've got like a a, a, gaz, a gadget for everything and it's the beginning of this kind of trope and I love that call to like, well, conveniently I have a pick just right here. It's always prepared. It's so good. It's so good. And this is the first time like he has been, which is good because he also needs it now more than ever. Yeah, he's uh, in a bad that- spot. He's not doing well. Um, and at the same time, we have Selena getting woken up by her most loud and annoying cat named Otto, who I love very much. Otto is the best cat. Everybody give a scritch to I'm, Otto. I'm just going to say, I know she's Catwoman at all. That's that's too many cats. It's a lot. Okay. That's when too many cats. One cat waking her up, I was like, cute, good. And then we like, pulled back. There's 15 and we cats in her, that bed. There's Maybe so, it's so many. It's so many cats, and that's not all of them. And that is... That is so, the smell in that apartment. Look, I am a cat lover. I have two myself. Ammonia has got to be, oof. You you would have to be cleaning litter boxes daily, and there'd have to be so many of them. And, like, like I get it, but but fucking stop. It's too many. (laughs) This is mental illness. This is a mental illness. Too much, Um, But we know that because we know what's about to happen. She's, um... She's got Holly, who is part of her, like, protege, the young sex worker that she had with her that she's, like, kind of pulling out of the streets or whatever. And Holly's like, get up. There's explosions going on outside. And Selena's like, fucking between the explosions and the cats, I am already done with today, which is valid. Um, there's people getting moved out of the blast site. Uh, we've got Gordon running around. He's got a Band-Aid on his head. They're like, you can't get up. And he's like, I gotta. Um, and he's putting the dots together. He's like, Batman's made an enemy of all of the criminals and all of the elected officials, which means he's on my side because I also hate all of the criminals and all of the elected officials. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, you know, and now they're trying to kill him just because he like saved this old woman. I mean, we saved this old woman, which is just like, that it's it comes off if you're not in context as Gordon being like I am taking credit for this but in reality it's him realizing more like that's the cementing of like they're on the same side exactly and he's having this like huge shift because he did not like this is not what he was thinking you know 20 minutes ago right like when this all started yeah Um, the pieces are all falling into place for him and it's great because we have this episode or this chapter bounces between Gordon and Batman and Selena. And it's just like so rapid. Like I read this one so fast, even though there's so it's dense, but it's just like it's moving so quickly. The pacing is incredible. I I love it so much. Um, then we have like the SWAT team military cops coming in to search the building. Uh, and they see that there is a chimney that goes through many floors, but then they also spot the like metal door and they have the same thought Batman did of like, ah, that's the safest place to be. Let's get in there. So their first, <laughs> their first idea on how to get in there is just to shoot all their guns at it. Yep. Yeah. And it's not surprising because that's exactly how, like, the police have been, you know, portrayed this whole time. But it's just, like, it's so blatantly ridiculous. And, like, the shot of them shooting the door and it's all, like, brack, 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 brack. And they're, like, the lights shining in their faces. They look all heroic. And then you turn the page and it's just, like, <laughs> the door is littered with bullets and it's also open. <laughs> like, yeah. It wasn't locked anymore. They didn't need to do that. There wasn't a lock on it. The lock was clearly <laughs> bro- it was open. open. Yeah. And they all have like bandoliers like around their shoulders, yeah. like they're Rambo or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, they really are. They're fully like we are in the jungle, but it's Gotham, uh, which you know one could argue 
but they they so they send like half the guys down into this bunker to assumably find Batman. But then ha, Batman's actually hiding in the chimney and he jumps out and Vulcan nerve pinches both the guys they left upstairs. <laughs> and I love it. He literally it's literally a Vulcan nerve pinch like he's actually doing that. Yeah, it makes me so happy. Um, yeah, I mean, look. If Star Trek exists in the DC universe, which I want to believe it does, there is no way Bruce Wayne does not think of himself as Captain Kirk. Like, there's no way he doesn't feel that, like, responsibility, that, like, that sense of, like, I have to be the one that does it. And also, I know we talked last time about Bruce Wayne maybe pretending to sleep with all those women, but I also think he's kind of a womanizer. Like, he kind of likes to get around, much like Captain Kirk. See, I don't know if he does. But, like, why wouldn't he? Well, true, but... You know what I mean? It's because that's not part of his goal. Goal isn't to get laid with all that money? I mean, what's the point? I guess he inherited the money, though, so he doesn't, you know, he didn't earn it. He didn't didn't earn all that money. Punish all the criminals. (laughs) I should be punishing that ass. Anyways. um, (laughs) I mean, he does from time to time. Like, he'll he'll date Selena or, or, uh... Talia or what have you, but it doesn't yeah, happen very often. Yeah, but Batman dating them. It should be, like, anyways, we, enough about Bruce Wayne's sex life. This is in the early years, too. You know, he hasn't really figured out his game yet. You know, he's still trying to figure out the balance, the work-life balance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then the question is, is Batman the work or is Bruce Wayne the work? Um, <laughs> who is the real mask? Who saved who? Anyways, so they get to the bunker and there's no one fucking in there, obviously. Um, and Batman drops a fucking like pillar <laughs> on top of the door and locks them in there. And then he sends some like beam. <laughs> yeah. Like a huge, I mean, like it's a, it's a mighty Oak that he drops on this door and then drops like some, whatever Batman, uh, based non-lethal gas to make them pass out. He drops it down the chimney. Now they're out. They're taken out. He's just like, he's got it all figured out. We see that Holly and Selena are at the scene. Holly is so stoked to maybe see Batman. Selena's like, we're going to see his corpse. She's convinced that he's going to die. Um, and at this point, we also see the police commissioner flying over in, uh, and we, this guy is constantly opening a eucalyptus cough drop in every scene. Every single time you see him, you see a little blue square of this eucalyptus cough drop. And we know, like, it's established earlier that that drives Gordon crazy because he can, like, smell it and he hates it. And, like, now every time I see that little square, I smell, like, I can smell eucalyptus cough drop. And I'm like, fuck that guy. I mean, that guy is drawn in a way that you could tell he always has phlegm in his throat. Like, he always just, he, you, yeah. he should be going. <clears throat> he sounds like he just the, looks that the, way. You know that mucus monster from the commercials from the Mucinix. For Mucinix? Yeah. yeah, yeah, He's the yeah, living yeah, embodiment yeah. of that. That lives in his voice, and he looks like a melted pumpkin. He looks he like does. a jack-o'-lantern that has been on a patio for six months. Way too long, yeah. It's just, it's all droop. Uh, it's just gravity has been so unkind to this man. But he's also been unkind to the world, so I think it's fair. Yeah, he deserves it. Um, And so he's, you know... Trying to figure out, they're waiting for the sun to rise so that the light will shine enough in the building that they can see and shoot Batman. Um, And at the same time, there's a cat that has entered. There's a cat there. uh, And I am, it is Otto. Like, it's Otto. We know that it's Otto. Otto has followed Selena and he's run into this building. 
and and Batman's like ripping up his cape to to staunch his wounds on his legs and he's just like this cat is sharing a shrinking shadow with me and I thought that was such a beautiful line and I was like why is this why is this Batman comic becoming poetry about a cat is this T.S. Eliot what's happening I love it um and he is concerned because once the light shines down because he's hiding under a staircase he's gonna be way more visible um and as the, as the soldiers are coming down the staircase, the cat runs, and Batman makes my favorite uh, line so far, um, knew he wouldn't stay quiet, period, Siamese, period. Because this this is, the person who wrote this knows what they're talking about, because Siamese cats are impossibly talkative. They are, like, they are so fucking loud as creatures i know one of my cats is half siamese and like i love this detail so much because batman knows about cats too he came into this with knowledge about what a siamese cat looks like what their attitudes are like what to expect from them he knows and everything. that to me like he he is a cat daddy and i'm just and that's because I like him and Catwoman together, generally speaking. I think I it's a too. fun combination. I, I think like they are Selena, like, yeah. they're the yin and yang. They've got great balance. I think they're such a fun pairing. And I like this little, like, he's also really interested in cats, at least enough to know. You'd have to be to, uh, right? To want to date someone that calls himself Catwoman. And I love that this is getting, like, because this is way before he's even, she's, she is not Catwoman yet, but this is setting that seed of like, they have something in common. At least this cat knowledge is something they have in common. And cat people, like, we, we gather together and we, ha you know, like, it's a strong bond if you both like cats. Yeah, you weird. Powerful. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I saw a great tweet the other day that was like, men use calling a woman a cat lady so flippantly like they think that they're better company than a cat. And I just thought that was perfect. I kind of like cats. I'm just wildly allergic to them. I know. It's such a bummer. Kind My cat has tried to kill you, not even with her claws, just by simply existing in the yeah. same room with you. Yep. Just come <laughs> close. Emanating death to you. Just come really close. <laughs> Which she does emotionally to everyone, but she actually has the power to do it to you. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so Batman is in. Great he's power, in, great responsibility really, and such. Really, this is a really fun tangent that we've gone on. I'm glad I dragged us down this, like, absolutely most boring possible side road I could have found out of this panel. Thank you for coming with me. Congratulations, everyone. We've made it to the end. I'm going to get us back to the Batman story now. Oh, we're still doing Batman? Okay, we're yeah, out yeah. Of the woods, everyone. Yeah, let's do some Batman. <laughs> it's actually getting into a really good part, though, because Batman's taking inventory, right? He's got seconds to spare. He's got three blow darts in his blow dart gun that he keeps in his shoe. Um, and then he has one more weapon that he hasn't gotten one to test yet. He, he has one more trick up his sleeve, and he hasn't gotten to, like, patent it, but he's going to have to use it. He's never tested it from this far away, and he clicks a button on the bottom of his shoe. And what does it do? Well, it sets off a call for all of the bats that live in the cave under Wayne Manor. That's right. Batman has called the bats. Yep. Use it as bats. Ah, I, okay. I don't know if I am just blanking out entirely on this happening at some point during a movie or television show. I have never actually seen Batman use bats as a weapon. And I lost my shit. I was like, no. 
No, he's actually being the man with the bats. Holy shit! Holy shit! He's he's it's he's happening. A, I can't remember specifically. They, they've shown up in movies as as a distraction, not as overt right. as he. Like, but it's more that he like yeah, like he'll throw a rock and and they'll and they'll come out or whatever. But it's not like I am calling them. Right. And we they end up acting in a coordinated way. I fucking love it. I'm like yes, even if he never does it again, even if this is the one time he ever gets to do this. I'm so glad that I get to live in a world where there's a story where Batman weaponizes bats. Yeah, weaponizing uh, bats. Yep, that's what he's doing. Fucking incredible. Uh, and so while the bats are on their way, he's hoping. He doesn't know if they're on their way or not. Classic. I love that kind of suspense building where it's like the signal's been sent and you have no way of knowing whether it's got or not. And you're just like waiting to see if they're going to show up. Like a I genuinely love that plot piece. Exactly, exactly. I think that's such a like, ugh, the tension is so real. And so now he's like figuring out his blowguns and he's like uh, the cat runs out in front of the of the bad guys um, and scares them. And then they're all, you know, spooked out because they think it's Batman. And then they do see him and they shoot him up, but he, they don't get him, which is great. Uh, and it and it uh, is dark and spooky and they're shooting at Batman and he's running around. And the cat, the cat is running around with him and doing absolute cat bullshit where he's like getting in the way and like not helping either side like this cat is not strategic this cat is just being a cat the cat's an agent of chaos and like the body movements and the way the cat like yells and whatever the person who drew this the person who made this has a cat at home that they love and also hate and i relate so heavily to like the way the cat is portrayed i generally genuinely have an emotional attachment to this cat from this batman comic i love otto so much and so does Batman because they're shooting at him and then the, the cat like he someone tries to shoot at the cat and Batman dives in front of the bullet and throws the cat out of the way taking a bullet to his arm the way he just and launches cat, it over his head and the cat is screaming it's so good because the size of the sound the cat is making is as big as the sound of what the bullets are making. So we can are led to assume that the cat is screaming louder than all of the gunfire, yeah. which is exactly what a Siamese would do if you threw it over your head during a gunfight. Yeah, it, it's Don't louder than, I know that. than the, the sound that Batman makes from being shot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I love it. And then the cat just like runs off and runs back to Selena. It's just like it completely fine and chill, which is exactly it's so perfect. Um, and then we're left with Batman and he's been shot multiple times. He's still bleeding out of his leg. Now he's got this shot in his arm behind his elbow um, and he is going through like starting to feel really bad. His injuries are starting to like crowd his brain and he's doing that thing again where he's like, ignore it, move through it, ignore it. Like you, you've only got so much energy. You can't waste it worrying about bleeding out, uh, right. which is just so opposite of the way that I would behave in this situation. Like, I don't think there's enough Lexapro in the world to make me this chill ever. Yeah. No. It's absolutely obscene. Um, but he, uh, in a last ditch effort to kind of get out, he kicks this giant pillar and it crashes the building down around everyone and he jumps out. But on his way out, he snags one of the one of the fucking cops and he <laughs> You're the asshole who tried to shoot the cat. You're the one <laughs> who tried to shoot the cat. <laughs> and he punches him through the wall. And it is the most 
violent we have seen Batman be to an individual person. And it's just like, this is the scene that is not only we have that like beautiful moment of Gordon being like, we did it, but this is straight up, like this is Batman and Selena's meet cute. It's just that he only met Otto, right? But Through like all the craziness that's happening, all the destruction and potential death, he takes the time to single that guy out and make yep. sure he gets his comeuppance. Exactly. Because <laughs> you don't try to shoot a cat. Absolutely fucking not. What I love, too, is that this came out well before the internet, right? But it's still like there's this phenomenon phenomenon online where people will be fine with the most fucked up stuff and they will watch whatever movies of decapitations and like crazy shit but if you heard a cat on the internet yeah or a dog everyone like fucking hates monster. you yeah absolutely not no that is the line that no one will cross and i love that batman decades earlier was like no one fucking hurts cats on my watch i don't give a shit you can shoot me you can shoot a baby i don't give a shit you don't hurt a cat yep and I just like, I thought, I thought I loved Batman, <laughs> but I didn't know the depths of love I could feel yep. because I didn't know he's like a cat guy. I didn't realize how much Man, he loves heart. cats. He's perfect. <laughs> I can fix him, your honor. I know. <laughs> just give me a little time. I can make the bad boys good for a weekend. <laughs> I love him so much. Um, So then, you know, uh, he's pushed the guy through the wall. He's kicking and fighting the guys on the inside. And Gordon's outside. And people are, are cheering um, because they've they've made a hero out of Batman and they're seeing him fight all these cops and people are cheering. And over the sound of the cheers, Gordon hears another sound. Sound of wings flapping. And then the screams begin because the bats have arrived. And it's just a bunch of silent scenes of the bats tearing through and just like terrifying everyone. And they fuck up the cops. And then Batman runs out and jumps into the cloud of bats. And the and the helicopter can't find him. And then and then it's a flash forward. It's flash forward. And we find out that like Batman got on a police motorbike and outran the cops because he had the bats turn when he didn't and they kept following the bats for like blocks before realizing that Batman wasn't in the cloud of bats anymore which real roadrunner stuff going on fucking wild also just like how did he tell the bats that how did he did he is that part of the instruction they got at the beginning they're like fly to this location and then you're gonna want to take a right on main but then you're gonna take a left on 13th and i'm gonna keep going down to jfk (laughs) it's amazing yeah that's not clear how that happened it's not like he threw the device the other way or something like nope nope and i don't care it's fine. I don't care at this point. I'm in. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not even, I can't be picky. I love every moment that's happening. I'm glad that's what happened. I don't need it to make sense. Um, we also get a shot of Selena and Holly getting, uh, everybody had to get rabies vaccines. Everybody that was in the crowd had to go get rabies vaccines because like of all the bats. face down on the table. <laughs> Selena's so fucking mad. She's just like so. She got dragged out of bed, out of her nice warm pile of cats. Yeah, she was surrounded bullshit. by blankets of cats. Like yeah. her happy place. Yeah. And she got out of bed and now she has to get a shot in the ass. Are you kidding me? And I don't think I've ever had a rabies vaccine, but I have had a tetanus shot and it hurt like a bitch. So I feel like probably rabies is, is a shitty vaccine to get, anyways. Yeah, I think um, it's a pretty big I don't needle. Feel like it I kind of want to get it though. 
Like, do you think? I don't know if I there's a va- is there a vaccine or you just get it once you've been exposed. I think it's, wait, that's the thing is that it's like you have to get it like really close to exposure or something like that. I don't know. Certainly in the eighties, that was what it was, right? Like you had to get it within twenty four hours of getting bit or whatever. Um, we find out that four of Brandon's Brandon is the is the main cop that sent everyone in. Um, they were hospitalized with broken bone broken bones, but. Um, even the guy's name's Pratt, which I think is pretty funny, is the guy who tried to cat, uh, uh, shoot the cat. Um, and even though he'd been pushed through a brick wall, he just had, like, bruises and some broken ribs. Batman still didn't kill anyone, which is very powerful. He doesn't kill. Um, uh, the, there was also a three-piece suit missing from the men's shop nearby, right? So we obviously know that's how uh, Batman got away. Um and so that's that's that story, and then we have a little bit uh, uh, of follow up after. So Essen is fine. She got put in, a, in an ambulance because she got like caught in the blast. She's fine. Um, and at this point, she is planting the idea and sort of helping Gordon point the finger more at Bruce Wayne. Also, uh, did you notice Batman paid for the suit? He left the money. Yeah, he left the money because I mean, like. For fuck's sake. I mean, it's just, it's so precious. Like, that is such baby girl behavior. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I think that's adorable. Like, he's so so cute. We also have to remember, he's literally 25 at this point, too, right? And so, like, I I imagine that grizzled older Batman may not have done that, but I, but like, 25-year-old Batman's like, well, I know, I know that the damage is way beyond this suit because your whole street exploded, but, like... Here's here's three hundo for the suit. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> like just real thoughtful shit. Real thoughtful shit. Um, but yeah, so so Gordon's kind of you know he's putting together that Batman is probably not a bad guy. Like he saved this cat. He saved an old lady. The two most popular things to save. Um, so he's he's checked off all the lists for good guy, right? Like he yeah. fights crime. He saves cats. He saves old ladies. What yeah. I mean. What other criteria could you ask for in a good guy? That's the only thing I can think of, really. Exactly. And, uh, but, you know, he's kind of curious, is it Bruce Wayne? Oh, but Bruce Wayne now is mysteriously off on, like, a ski vacation. So, obviously, like, it's not him. And then Essen is like, you fucking idiot, are you kidding me? Like, Bruce Wayne's so rich, and he could just say he was in a ski accident and have cast to cover those bullet wounds. Like, you've got to be, like, this whole he's off skiing is obviously a cover, right? And... (laughs) Gordon's just like, sorry, what? Did you say something? (laughs) And of course, she's just like, shit, whatever the fuck. Um, And we find out that, uh, and and there's this shot of her being like, you know, let's share a cab home. And he's just like, think of her as a cop. Think of her as a cop. I mean, he is fighting for his life in these trenches. And there's something about that that I actually kind of appreciate, that they're showing the fact that he is like genuinely struggling um, as opposed to just making a really callous decision, right? Like there is something to be said about the fact that we're exploring the sort of messy gray area of of these of the morality of everybody that we're that we're following of Selena and Bruce and Gordon. Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice little touch. Which is cool. I I, I find that kind of nuance, especially in these kinds of stories, to be uh, refreshing. Especially since Essen is like not explicitly like a homewrecker, right? Like she's not hitting on him. She's just being a good cop. Uh, but also, there's unmistakable chemistry between them. Like right. you can't. It's very very clear that they have a massive bond. Um, and I feel like you kind of get the sense that they're both feeling out like 
this is just professional. This is just because I admire you as a cop. We're just really good partners in in this cri- in the crime fighting. That's all it is. That's all the stealing is for yeah, sure. For one sure. For sure. Is starting anything, but they're also not stopping anything. That's exactly. That's exactly it. Um, and then we smash cut to Bruce like fucking skiing and doing flips and shit because we have to remember he's a rich asshole. <laughs> just like been flying out, 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 out to the Alps since he was twelve to ski. And like take private lessons that cost eight thousand dollars each. That's why he can do all those flips. Yeah, that's uh, why. but he's off skiing and having thoughts and feelings. Um, and he's like, I need but during during <laughs> during a, a ski flip, he has the realization that he needs somebody on the inside. He needs somebody to work with in law enforcement, and that that person, Jim Gordon. Yeah. Uh, and I and I can't help but agree with you there, Brucey. Yep. I think you're on to something. Nail that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we cut to Selena is fucking done. It is three frames. It is a man on the ground. It is women looking stunned. It is Selena. She has punched her pimp and she's like, we're changing lines of work. And she fucking walks away. I love it. This Selena also, can we talk about her shaved head dominatrix acts like Clearly not a white woman. I, you know, like she's so fucking badass. I love this Selena. Like I love this Selena corset. Kyle a lot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that's just like, I like that they bring it from the fact that she's a sex worker. She's a dominatrix. So it kind of makes sense that she would, she would have a cat suit or have the, uh, the means of acquiring a full leather cat suit. Like, I love that they make yeah, that actually kind of realistic. Daily attire. Exactly. Like she genuinely probably just needed to add ears. Um, but then also Gordon and Essen are always there. They're out at Hopper's diner. And we have this wonderful, you know, the classic uh, Nighthawks yeah, recreation. That. I love that. Shot I love it. Diner. I love it every time it shows up because so I mean, good. like it's such an iconic painting. And I love that. Like it, there's so many ways to, to kind of do an homage to it and this is a great one um they've made a habit of getting coffee together after work and this is where we find out that she was told she was too masculine for any other line of work so she became a cop and of course gordon in his head is like oh yeah to be a massive idiot not to think she's the most prettiest woman in the whole ding dang world she's just she is just my cop partner (laughs) that's all that's happening here for sure promise um and it's raining on their way out, and they walk past a group of, of I like bikers. That he lights and they, her cigarette this time. He lights her cigarette this time, yes, because she's been lighting his a bunch, and this is the exactly. first time. That's a good call. I didn't notice that. Ooh, it's like a kind of a tacit, like, returning, like, you know, she's yeah. been kind of putting it out there yeah. a little bit at a time. Yep. And he's like, you know what? Ooh, ooh, yep. that's juicy. That's a juicy detail. Yep. Oh, to remember his pregnant wife is literally at home because because part of me is just like make out like like I want them like I'm the, my dolls and I want them to kiss. <laughs> I feel like pregnant wife, pregnant wife at home, pregnant yeah. wife at home. But also like yes, <laughs> and luckily for me, because they have to dive into a cozy little alcove to escape the rain. <gasps> Smooching. All could have been avoided if you just would have brought an umbrella. Just fucking bring bring an umbrella. Look, number one tip to not be an adulterer: bring an umbrella. Yeah, that'll stop. That'll <laughs> all stop all the, the evil hard. feelings and thoughts. 
That'll stop. That'll stop every other thing going on in your life. Um, I do love the she's got her hand up on his face um, and his mustache has completely taken over her mouth. We cannot see their lips touching because it's just that mustache. Giant push broom. Absolutely classic. Um, he puts her in a cab. They don't say goodnight. She just runs away and gets in the cab. Uh, then we flash to Selena putting on the suit. This is she's got the claws in the gloves, which I love so fucking much putting on the cat mask and diving out into the city to start stealing some shit and then Gordon is holding his gun sitting on the end of the bed his pregnant wife is asleep in and he's just feeling really horny for someone who's not his wife and really really uh, professionally horny for a man that's a criminal (laughs) and he's just feeling really conflicted and he's just like, I I hate what I'm doing. I hate everything about my life, but also like this is the only thing that makes sense. And then uh and that's and that's the end. That's the end of that chapter. Um the the big splash page at the end with the absolute horrifically gaudy sheets. <laughs> yeah, that's Gordon and his wife sleep in that have like fucking partridges and and cranes like it's beautiful art but what the fuck yeah it looks like something you'd see is like a pattern on your grandparents couch or something right yeah no i expect it to be wallpaper in like a victorian toilet like i don't understand how it's sheets but good for them i mean like live it up if you're gonna spend money spend money on your fucking it's they're, wild their hand-me-downs because they don't have a lot of money <laughs> their hand-me-downs from king charles the 14th it's just ridiculous, but it's a great. So I love that. That's that. That is such a great penulti- penultimate chapter. Um, there's so much action happening. Like this is just pure plot, right? Like this episode was just like all the things that have built up over the last two. It's all coming. To, it's happening, right? Yep. So now we need to find out like what the what the fuck is going to happen next. So we so we know that that Gordon is like tossing and turning, but he's made a decision. And we open with him at the diner with Essen, and uh, she has this beautiful bracelet. Um, also, first time he calls her by her first name, Sarah. We learned her name is Sarah. Um, I'm glad we did learn. I think maybe he had said Sarah before, but it's always been Essen. And then obviously, like when they're in makeout mode, it's Sarah. Um, and she's absolutely like crushed because she doesn't. <sighs> She doesn't want him to have to leave his pregnant wife, but she's also tired of being the other woman, which is incredibly valid. Yeah. (laughs) She's right. She's like, stop giving me fucking bracelets. Make a decision. Like, either, like, let me go or get your fucking shit together and go be with a pregnant wife. Yeah, exactly. Which is incredibly valid. Um, And at the same time, he's like, Gordon's getting held up in in Gotham as a full on hero. Like he's the most famous hero cop of all of the, of all of the cops. Right. Um, which is so poignant, of course, as his life is reaching its absolute rock bottom, his star is rising. Yeah. Like his, he's never been more successful, like professionally in his life. Yes. Yeah, he's doing um, something he's, terrible. He's also being showered with love and praise. Right. And we know that he hates it. He doesn't like doing his job at all. He just feels this un, beatable need to be a good cop um which like bless his heart that's very cute uh so now he's making out 
with Sarah in his office, which is like you fucking and you see the picture of his wife on the desk too. It hasn't moved. He hasn't. He doesn't even do the do her the courtesy of t- turning it down. Yeah, the thing where you turn it, put it down or turn it the other no, way. No, no, doesn't even because he's getting. And this is such a classic thing too of like getting really sloppy. Like, why are you making out at the precinct, you fucking idiots? Yeah, like, like wanting to get caught. All right, Ned Fulmer, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like it's absolutely wild, and he's and he's fighting with the cops uh, because they won't let him go after Roman, who's the like the Roman, not Roman like from Harley Quinn, but uh, like the Roman, <laughs> yeah, who's the big, who's who's another of the of the old pumpkins that are uh, <laughs> fucking up Gotham. Um, and as 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 Gordon is fighting over uh, the bureaucracy of trying to go after these people, you see Batman literally scaling the side of a wall while some guy talks about wanting to do coke, even though he's like out on bail or whatever. And, you know, his lawyer is being like, you really actually have to stay clean for a week. Can you like just please do it or you're going to get back in jail? And he's like, nope, <laughs> just <laughs> snorts a line. <laughs> I'm just like, good job. Good job. You know what? Valid. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, but I do know that. Knows is, who he is. <laughs> this guy, we find out his name is Skeevers, which is obviously like a really great, you know, you know exactly where he is. stands in the yeah. hierarchy. You know what I mean? Like, I've never heard such a henchman name as Skeevers in my entire life. Yeah, it's perfect. It's, uh, uh, and... You know, it's that classic, um, the lawyer leaves and then there's a big crash and then she comes back and knocks on the door and then you, she, through the door she hears Skeever say, I'm fine, but we know that Batman has his hand around his throat and he's throttled him to the ground. Um, <laughs> Just right through the table. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And of course the lawyer is like, I think she's her lawyer, uh, but is like, you're, you know, lay off the coke, you're getting too wild. Yeah. Um, which is also true. Like, she's not wrong. Um, but, yeah, uh, uh, and Batman's like, you're going to try and shoot me. Bullets don't hurt me. I know pain. Um, and sometimes I share it with someone like you. Which Aww. is like, Batman doesn't kill. Which is honorable. We like that. Great. No guns. Got it. Batman, yeah, you're a good guy. But Batman does torture and like it. Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> which he I think enjoys... we don't talk about enough. He enjoys just walloping. He likes it. Yeah. Like, it. he is a little bit dextery. You know what I mean? Like, he he has a desire to cause pain, and he chooses who to cause it to. But there's a fine line. There's a version of this where his parents didn't die, and it's not that he just became, like, a normie rich guy. He becomes a fucking serial killer. Yeah, he's like Patrick Bateman. Yes, yes, absolutely. There's got to be a... Somebody did that comic, right, where, like, Batman is... <laughs> is a bad guy because his parents didn't die. Like, right. I like that. That's a good idea. Because I, he would be a serial killer. Like there's no doubt in my mind. Or he um, just turns into American psycho. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then Superman has to fight him. <laughs> I like that. Oh, Bruce would become Lex Luthor. Yeah, like Lex Luthor. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, like shit. This. We're all, Oh, my God. Wait. TM, TM, TM. This is right. getting good. No, right. one, Write that down real quick. Okay. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it anymore. Take it offline. Take it offline. Oh, fuck. This might be good. Okay. Uh, anyways, so this comic book that already exists, <laughs> it's definitely not our idea. Um, so, uh, uh more bureaucracy. It's bullshit. Obviously, this can, this whole scene is to compare the fact that, like, Batman can go get shit actually done. But he also can't, like, he can only get shit done to a certain extent, right? Like, he can threaten, he can add fear, he can make people nervous, but he can't 
lock people up. He can't take away their businesses. Like he can't yeah, he do really any goes of that so thing. far. Which is again like clear that we need these two to come together, which we already know, but it's like which is great about like a prequel kind of thing. It's about how they get there. It doesn't matter that we know that they end up together. We want to know how they get there. Exactly. Um and so now uh uh Gordon is trying to fight with the commissioner of police and get around, um, you know, all of, all of his outing of, of crooked cops. Um, but unfortunately the commissioner now finally has something on him and it is in fact photos of him having an affair because bitch, yep. you got lazy, you got yep. caught. And it, yep. and it is, that is how it happens. It always happens. You fucking idiot. Why did you make out at work? At work. Foolish. Gordon. Honestly, like I understand that he's a broken man, but get your shit together. Anyway, so now he's being blackmailed. What is he going to do? Well, he's going to go see Bruce Wayne. And we see Bruce Wayne laid out with an incredibly tanned, blonde haired woman in a pink nightie. And he's just drinking champagne. It's the middle of the morning. He's super like acting super drunk. He's walking with a cane and he's like skiing accident. Right. Of course. Of course. Um, and <laughs> he's talking about how his time is worthless. Um, and like, he's alluding to the fact that Alfred hates him, which is a great dodge uh, because we all know that that's not true. But this is also like, I, I really like the idea that Bruce, part of Bruce Wayne's like need to be separate from Batman is that even his relationship with Alfred has to be different when he's in Bruce Wayne mode. <laughs> like, yeah, because he has to be the shitty, like to the help, you know? completely shitty he has to be shitty all the way down he has to be like completely bad um especially since he know i mean like and what i love about this is obviously you know bruce wayne has a lot more information in this position than gordon does and bruce wayne also knows that he needs jim gordon to be on batman's side but that jim gordon cannot ever fucking know that he is Bruce Wayne. Right. Because um, no one can, but especially not Jim Gordon. Uh, because at this point, we're still not, you know, Gordon could still arrest him, right? Yeah. Like, we're not 100% sure. Yeah, you don't have 100% trust 100%. just because you know you want to work with him. Exactly. And that th they think they're on the same side. Um, and so they have this great, like, talk. And, and obviously, Gordon's suspicious. He's like, I, I think he's, uh, he's acting. And um, his wife came with him bless her heart uh and she just fucking hates him she's yeah. like he's a fucking chauvinist he's a pig, pig. <laughs> he's a piece of shit i hate him and i'm like she's right for that because that's exactly who he's playing and yes. of course gordon's like, that's what he's putting out but like she's right and she should say it and i'm proud of her also this poor woman she's just so like she only gets dragged out to go to the shitty rich guy's house like she doesn't even go to get to get to go to, like get nice diner coffee or anything she has to lug her pregnant ass all the way over to this gordon this giant mansion wayne gordon. Manor, yep right so over to wayne manor just to like have a deeply uncomfortable conversation with a guy in a bathrobe she's just so i mean bless her heart um and uh and of course then after they leave albert uh is um Alfred is like, you know, oh, shall I put the club soda back in the regular bottle, sir? Because, of course, it's yeah, he's not entirely actually drinking. And he's completely fine. And, and uh, it's very, you know, very fun, very cute. Um, I actually really I like that. They have Flask in a, in a uh, interrogation room chatting with his lawyer. Um, his he make he threatens. Did you Flask. notice the Superman reference? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you uh, how, I suppose you'll take up flying next like that fellow in Metropolis. Yeah. And the best part, though, 
Like, put a pin in that. <laughs> like, put a pin in that. Because, <laughs> like, it's, yes, thank you for pointing that. Thank you for stopping and pointing that out because that is really important. Um, and so, and so they've, but we also know that we're like, we're, we're circling around the like, cause Flass is the guy who initially sort of beat the shit out of, of Gordon, right? So he's kind of a, a kingpin in this, in this trash cop ring. Um, and he literally threatens the skeevers while talking to the cops with his lawyer. <laughs> like, yeah. he's so sure he's untouchable. Like, he's just absolutely yeah, just certain. And in a lot of ways, he has been for a really long time, right? We're only, we are getting to October. Um, and that's like, this is, so we're, we're nearing the end of the first year. Um, but these people have still not served any real com like consequences besides getting like his ass handed to him by Gordon. Um, and then we have this absolute, oh God, I hate this. I hate this. That you have one panel and it's a devastated, tired looking Barbara. And you've got. Jim in the background, like half in shadow, yep. and she's on the phone, and she just says, "Yes, sir. I know about Sergeant Essen. Please don't bother me again." Oof. Because he told her, yeah, because he was being blackmailed, and he knew that the only way to take that power away was to tell her. And it's so heartbreaking, and she's so just the look on her face is so just like, I mean, and she's about to pop. She's like. There's yeah. no, like, even if she wanted to leave, she has to wait multiple months because she's about to go through a, a, a very intense health crisis, right? Like, she's literally helpless yep. and is also just like, I fucking, I, like, I can't even imagine. I, and, and obviously I'm, not, like, adding a lot to her because she's all subtext. But just this image, though, like, oh, God, she's just so, like, retired to being miserable. Yeah, just a bit defeated right there. Completely defeated, just deflated, defeated, all of it. Um, someone tries to poison Skeevers, but luckily they get his stomach pumped in time. Um, and they're they're trying to make sure he survives to testify. We find out that, you know, days, it is October 5th. We are, we confirm she knows about the affair. October 12th, she goes into labor. Barbara gives birth to a beautiful little boy. Um, we see that Selena has been trying to rob, uh, you know, and get, and get, goods that they can sell and she broke into some rich guy's house but no jewels no paintings just fucking toys he's just a collector he's just a fucking nerd there's like a charlie brown doll and a and a daffy duck yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and she's just ripping them apart oh, beanie babies them yeah yeah totally and there's like a little i think like a nerf sword in there too like it's so and she's so fucking mad and she's like fine, I'm, get me the fucking suit. I'm going back out. Like, we just, like, I love this little miniature version of her year one story of, like, what it was like for her learning how to figure out who to rob yeah. and, like, how to do it. We had, this is the yeah, same thing as when... Too. Exactly. Yeah, just exactly the same as in the first issue when Batman, like, could, like, put on the big fake scar and, like, couldn't fucking figure his shit out, right? Like, and we have this microcosm of that for Selena, which I love because it it furthers the fact that she is also a really important character to this whole story and we need to like pay attention to her absolutely and then we have a shot of batman flying because just doing he his best kite man paraglider. he built himself a paraglider but alfred was like what are you gonna do now fly he was like yeah so, actually yeah, that's a good idea <laughs> that's a, alfred, i can probably fly genius. 
wow, this is why I keep you around, buddy. Good job, Alfred. And Alfred's just like, what the fucking fuck? Like, because you got to remember this whole time, Alfred is the one who's field dressing all of his wounds. Like this, Bruce has not gone to a hospital one time. He's not going to doctors. All of the work of putting him back together, which is a dynamic we've seen in the movies a lot of times, of Alfred just being so fucking sick and tired of, like, sewing this guy up. And this is just Jeremy Irons' version was the best of that. He was just so done with it. 100%. (laughs) It was the best sassy Alfred we've ever gotten. Um, And I am, I will never forgive the world for not giving Batfleck more of a chance. And I will never forgive DC for not like, and, and, and the people that own those movie rights for not giving us an entire Batfleck movie of just him and Alfred, because that Jeremy Irons, Alfred is the closest we got to the cartoon Alfred we've ever gotten. I love him. So it's so, I please release the Alfred cut. (laughs) (laughs) There is a a series about (laughs) series. But it's not sassy Alfred. It's like badass, fighty, punchy Alfred, which I don't give a shit about. I want old, sassy, tired, just absolutely ripping Bruce Wayne for shit every chance he gets, like taking him down several humble notches with every word he says. It's the best dynamic in comic books, and I want more of it. And we're gonna read more of it. We're gonna. We're, I, I. I want more. Anyways, Batman can fly now. Batman can fly now. And he uses this power to to fly down he's gonna get get, 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 get to um uh, uh the roman and his son are walking around their big giant pool and this is when we find out like this is good you know the mark that batman's going for um but who else is there oh oh selena kyle selena kyle is catwoman he's already there because she had the same fucking idea because batman and they're all the same these three characters they're all it's so good. And I know I knew this, like I know this, but seeing these dynamics come together and like seeing these first moments for all these characters, like what a fucking good idea. What a good idea to do a Batman prequel. Good job, Frank Miller. Like, yeah, can we just, great. I don't, you know, underappreciated genius. It's great. <laughs> underappreciated by me. Up yeah, until I was going to say, I think um, everyone, he's appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> he's a legend. <laughs> appreciated um so while selena's out there fucking taking down the bodyguards outside uh batman is up on the roof breaking in and she's oh my god selena's so excited to be able to claw people's faces all she cares about is getting at these faces and we don't get to see her do it because this is definitely like a pg to pg-13 rated comic but uh she also takes a certain amount of delight in causing pain to people who are bad and evil, right? Yeah, There's another that parallel same kinda, here. That, that thing which is her. almost like, oh my God, it's cats playing with their food. <laughs> it's cats playing with their food. Yeah. <laughs> They're just cats playing with their food. Oh my fucking God. Um, then we're back in, and I love this little scene where... <laughs> where Bruce Wayne is doing one-handed push-ups in booty shorts with socks and yeah. full sneakers. So and he's listening to uh, uh, the radio. Very Patrick Bateman, too. Yeah, oh, 100%, uh, the outfit especially. Um, and Alfred's just, like, sitting there reading the newspaper, just, like, talking about how, hmm, looks like you have some symptoms of, like, marked marked increases in paranoia. He's just, like, subtweeting him the whole time. Like, yeah. you're going you're going too far you're being an idiot um and of course bruce wayne does not listen and he's and he's like okay i gotta figure out what's going on with these guys i gotta figure out like what the fuck is happening um with uh roman and i gotta i gotta break this down and he goes to leave because and (coughs) oh sorry so bad at muting anyways uh 
Congratulations, everyone. That was my insides trying to get outside. Anyways, so uh, Bruce is leaving, and Alfred's like, shall I fetch your tights? And, and I'm Bruce condescending. Says, Never during the day, Alfred. <laughs> well, that's the thing. He's scary in the bat costume in the dark. Yeah. But in the but daytime, he just looks ridiculous. Little kid going trick-or-treating. Yeah, basically. But that's going to, but again, put a pin in that because it's daytime. And so, um, you know, we, we catch up with everybody. Uh, uh, I'm going to kind of skip ahead a little bit because this is a lot of just um, setting the scene for what happens next, which is that there's a call to Gordon's house and he's told he needs to go. He needs to leave. He's on call. Um, and at that point, we see a car, uh, uh, his kids are getting kidnapped. His, his wife and kids get kidnapped by the commissioner. The commissioner has put out a plan to kidnap his kids. And as Gordon follows this bicyclist, uh, bicyclist, huh, mot- his motorcycle, um, he gets to the parking garage. I believe it's the same one from before, you know, the iconic parking garage. And we see Roman, one of Roman's guys in the car with a baby and a knife to tiny the baby. baby sized knife. <laughs> holding a tiny, tiny baby sized knife up to a baby. <laughs> I hadn't noticed it's a little, how tiny that It's a little. <laughs> it's like smaller than his hand. Yeah. It's just, it's three apples tall. <laughs> so little. Yep. Just a baby knife, but it gives big scares. Uh, it's real scary. Um, and so, you know. <laughs> Baby's in the car. Barbara's outside of the car. So Jordan shoots Jordan. Gordon, see, that's Jim and Gordon together. Okay, that's why my brain did that. I love it when I do something stupid and then I can at least connect the dots and say, okay, at least my brain is moving through functional, like, lines of, of language. Yeah, it's getting that's, there. It's taking its own journey, but me. it's getting there. <laughs> I can track where the journey went. Um, and he's like, you know, Barbara, get out, like, stay low. Um, and the car drives off with the kid. Um, and he's like, and, and, and behind him, a motorcycle starts and he shoots the guy in the motorcycle and jumps on his motorcycle. Um, I said motorcycle so many times. I'm so self-aware at this point in the show every time. Cause I realize I've been talking for like an hour and I'm like, Oh God, are any of the words I'm no, saying? Make you're good. Sense? And, you're good. <sighs> we got this. It's just so exciting. Okay. So Gordon's off on the motorcycle. Barbara is left with one guy. He's in the shadows, and he and he's the guy who came in on the motorcycle. And he pulls off his his uh, helmet. She's gonna shoot him, uh, but then he says, "Miss Gordon, you have to trust me. I won't let your boy die." And she lets him run off, because uh, uh, it's Bruce, and yeah. he's just in regular clothes because it's daytime. And yep. he gets on a yellow bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> the bicycle. He gets on a bicycle. And this is so, and oh my God, the stakes couldn't be higher. And Bruce Wayne is on yeah, a bicycle. And he's going full Lance Armstrong. And he, absolutely. <laughs> it, does, it does actually look like it might be a single speed. Yeah. Uh, he's on a hipster bike. Um, and But Gordon is, you know, on this motorcycle shooting at the car uh, and the car crashes into the side of a of a of uh, an overpass. Like a, they're, they're at a bridge over the river. And he doesn't hear anything coming out of the car. He doesn't hear a baby crying. He 
thinks they're all dead. He's like, oh, God, my kid die. And then as he runs up to the car, the, the I think it's actually Roma's nephew, um, has the baby, like, he's covered his mouth, and he, like, busts open the door, knocks Gordon over, and as they're in the, in the kerfuffle with the tiny, tiny knife, um, he drops the fucking baby Just over, over the, edge. the edge. Yep. But as we see that, we see arms diving from above, and as Gordon and the guy fall over the side of the railing and the baby is falling down, it's it's a parallel to that fucking TV, like you gotta get it done before the TV crashes. Yep. And 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 Bruce Wayne catches the baby, flips over, and lands in the ground. I mean, we don't see that, but that he, he yeah, saves, saves the, baby. the baby. And he's covered in mud, and he hands his screaming child over to Gordon. Gordon doesn't have his glasses. The other guy is down. We don't know if he's out. And Bruce is staring at Jim Gordon, knowing that, like, this is it. But Gordon can't see a goddamn thing because he doesn't have his glasses. He can't see the face of this fucking guy. And it's so fucking good. So great. So So good. So good. And, you know, and then we get a real fast bunch of information about what happened on the back end about, like, Flask getting away. But then he he totally turns tail and calls out the commissioner and, like, just fucking ruins his career because, of course, he was keeping a lot of a lot of uh, information. He was keeping track of everything they said. Um, and Gordon's just, like, standing on the roof in December. And he's like, you know, I got a little bit of hope. Sarah's gone. She's in New York. Uh, my wife has, like took me back you know like we're, we're we're working on our relationship she's not crazy about the marriage counselor but we're making progress um somebody has threatened to poison the water in the gotham reservoir calls yeah. himself the joker yeah but Classic i got a friend plot. i got a friend coming to help me should be here any minute and then we see the bat signal yep and that's the end i love his little corn cob pipe i love that he's got a little no because doesn't smoke cigarettes anymore. Not smoking a cigarette. So he's smoking a little pipe. Yep. And that's how he's changed. Oh, it's so good. And this shot, oh my God. I love it so much because it's Batman leaping out of like the bat signal background. It's such a good piece of art. This is another one where I'm like, I want this printed and put in my home. Like I want this hung up where I can look at it every day. So that was Batman year one. I yeah, I get it. I fucking get it. I get why this one gets the hype. I 100% recommend it. No matter where you are with comic books, if you've never picked up a comic in your life, this is going to be fine. It's going to pick you up. It's going to carry you where you need to go. It's so good. Yeah, it's a great starting point, but and even if you know comics, it's just and somehow miss this one. It's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I think that like it's it's really fun that we did a prequel um, because Batman's the one that I know the most about going in. It was really fun because this is like a lot of these tropes have been explored, but I've never seen just this whole actual story all at once. And it's just like I like the cat stuff and like his fumblingness and this and the fact that he's just like learning it all entirely on his own and just constantly trying, failing, trying, failing, trying, yeah, failing. Trial and error. And that he's driven by this like again, it's almost supernatural drive of like, keep going, keep going. And you see him practicing that, like, don't think about it. Don't think about the shot in your leg. Don't think about the blood. Don't think about the broken leg. I, Just keep going. I usually hate when they overdo the thought bubbles. And there is a lot of that in this, but it works really well. 
there are some pages that look almost like novels. There yeah. is a lot of reading in a lot of this. But it approaches yeah. too much, but it never goes over that line. Exactly. And it's all valuable. And like, yeah, none it's of, necessary. There's no I mean, there's even no... little things like Gordon when he's holding, like trying to fight that guy with the baby, like he's like the, yeah. the bar presses into my back. It's like, but I'm still going to keep like just little tiny things like that. Like the metal just rail fantastic. digs into my back heavy those and it's any i love how the dialogue in the in the thought bubbles it changes like we were saying last time about how it gives you the play-by-play of how their thoughts are going so sometimes it's a full sentence and it's very eloquent and it's explaining something and sometimes it's just fragments and just like even like and like oh god like there's just it it gets you in the situation right and the way that the visually it shows that you know gordon's handwriting versus the kind of like loopy script that bruce wayne uses i thought that was so yeah like, i, I forgot really about the the that. like cursive or weird writing yeah. that 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 was a nice touch too i love it i think it's so it just it's visually such a smart move because not only does it give you that little insight into their characters but also it makes it so that it's really 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 easy to understand right whose perspective at a time and it can kind of break up some of those places is where there, you know, there's multiple pieces of that narration coming in, and because it's it's visually different, it doesn't tire you out the way that like reading a novel can be kind of like visually tiring because it's very monotonous. And I just like I think it's super cool. It's such a smart way to go. I we introduce so much in this comic too. Like, and what a wait to have to try and create like the backstory to this well-established thing. I mean, like truly this is the, the blueprint for the life story series, right? Like, Oh yeah. I I mean, a lot of this had been like, I I don't know how much of this was like new ground, but it was just the way it was put together. Putting it all together in one place and making it all make sense and like bringing in sort of the core elements. And I love that Catwoman is absolutely a core element of what, Batman is right like even more than like Robin like or the Joker like on the level of Jim Gordon is also Selina Kyle yeah it's like these are the pillars of, of Batman and like that these three people represent like these three sort of spaces where you've got one that's like really you know is a good guy but he's all bureaucracy and then there's like the rich good guy who has access to this kind of thing um, and then the person who is by society standards a bad guy but who is like absolute fucking heart of gold like you know this incredibly good person and you just have like you know the way that's that the the gotham society looks at these three people is so different and yet at the core at that innermost spot is like things don't need to be this bad and i have to do what i can to make them not as bad whether that's selena like i need to make things better for me and holly i need to get some fucking money so that we can like live safely it's bruce wayne being like i gotta make make it so that other kids don't lose their parents yeah, the way that like i did the micro and macro like exactly and then gordon's like i have to fix the entirety of this like justice system um and it's just like it's so well done and visually it's awesome i love the art style here it's a more kind of classic comic book style it definitely feels very 80s but in a really good way like in in the part of like i wish we would do more of this yeah uh the illustrators david as kelly as i'm probably butchering that i'm sure but he deserves M-A-Z-Z-U-C-C-H-E-L-L-I. That's a lot of That's a heck of a lot of letters for one yeah, name. Yeah, there's no chance I can make that. 
No, but you did your best. And you know what? It, we can still praise without saying the name correctly. Yeah. But yeah, the way that like, again, we I know we talked about this last time, but it was even more so as we have this story that takes place in the night and then in the day, very specifically, the way that they light a dark street so that everything is super visible. And it just, it, mm, dear movies. <laughs> yeah, you're never confused. Yeah, you can see everything. And you can also tell it's dark and it's shadow and there's like intensity to it. You, there's no mistaking it for daytime, but you can see everything. Exactly. Yeah, they do such a great job. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. This is this is up there with All-Star Superman. I will say 100%. If you are new to comic books, pick this one up. If you think you know everything about Batman, pick this one up. Because even if you do, it's just so satisfying to see him fuck up like it's really yeah. satisfying to see batman do a bad job and mess up and you see so many of the movies like what things they pulled from this yeah yeah i feel like going back through a lot of the other batman that i've i've watched is going to be really interesting having read this having kind of seen this like batman begins this pulls a lot really, from this yeah oh yeah oh for sure i can i can see that even just without rewatching it but yeah, excellent choice. I had such a good time with our first Batman. I, you know, I, he's he's just a little cat dad, and I love him so much. <laughs> like, I know, I know it's weird to get all like ooey gooey sweet about Batman, who's like the toughest. Brr, he's so mean and tough and dark and brooding. But I'm like, he's my sweet little baby girl. Yeah, he's got he's got those little things, you know, like that humanize him, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolute killer, killer comic. Um, all right, I, I'll give this Frank Miller guy a chance. He seems yeah, pretty seems good. all right. This new up and comer. <laughs> He's done anything else worth reading? <laughs> yeah, one or two things, I think. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> Maybe we'll do his Robocop omnibus at some point, but. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> Which was basically Wait. his script for Robocop Wait, 2. Really? That yeah, that he wrote a, the script for Robocop 2, and they were like, yeah, this is, like, unfilmable. And so he was like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I have the Omnibus. I, have I showed you that before? I think so. I think I've, I, I but I just, like, I, I don't, like I don't think, uh, you've talked about it before, but I hadn't connected, like, Frank Miller, you know? You know what I mean? Like that name hadn't actually, it didn't have the, the gravitas that it has for me now that I've actually read uh, a Frank Miller joint. <laughs> yeah, excellent choice. I absolutely loved it. Um, I want more, I will, I will say when we go further with Batman, I want more Alfred. I want more, <laughs> of course you own. Look at that fancy edition. It's so pretty. Oh, I was muted. Sorry. Yeah. yeah it, no, I know. I was is. gonna just let you look it's pretty. Just, oh my god. <laughs> Amazing. Art. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. That's art. That is art with a capital A. It's beautiful. I mean, at this point, you know, absolutely, I am. I am down for whatever Frank Miller because this was so good. Uh, truly excellent. Absolutely loved it. Um, but I think we, we were gonna, we were not gonna do another solo Batman next. Have you finalized your decision for what our next book's gonna be? Yeah, we're gonna do a little Justice League. I'm uh, actually really excited. <laughs> yeah, this is a good, great story. Uh, Justice League New World Order. I think it's a little longer. It's either like 10 or 12, so. Okay. Well, I actually really like the fact that we kind of take our time with 
this I feel like when we first started, we thought we might like do one a week, but I sort of am really enjoying kind of taking these deeper dives and being able to stay with something for a few weeks. Um, I like there's something about that that I think gives me time to process not only like because I usually read it once just to like oh, pretty pictures and plot and then kind of go through it again to to peel out whatever sort of, you know, English class 101 yeah. bullshit I can find. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's no reason to rush anything. Like, exactly. Especially when exactly. we're enjoying something or something's actually uh, good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm I'm so glad that we did read that Fantastic Four one so that, you know, I could have a bar. Yeah, now you know that not bar. everything is, is uh, awesome. Right. <laughs> but, like, now I'm also, like, constantly nervous that we're going to hit another stinker. But that's all right. You know what? It, it'll happen eventually, but hopefully not this next one. I'm super excited to do Justice League because I... I didn't watch the cartoons. I have watched the Zack Snyder Justice League film in all of its lengthy glory, but I like that's the only Batman Superman interaction that I really have like that I know. Yeah. This uh I think you'll enjoy this one. I'm really excited. And I I am also just all the other characters from the DC universe that I am again not as familiar with coming all together, but now I feel like I have this great foundation of Superman. I understand that character a lot more than I did, and I just I can't wait to see how Batman thinks he's Superman's best friend, but he's not. <laughs> I I love that so much that he's I, Superman's his best friend, but Superman's Jimmy best friend is Jimmy Olsen. Olsen. <laughs> I love it so much. I love it so much. Um, awesome. Okay, excellent. I'm so excited. that So we get to stay with Batman. We get to wrap back in Superman. Yeah, it feels Charlotte's like a first good next league. step, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a logical After progression. Look at us. Connected lines. Look, just doing logical decision making. Uh-huh. I'm so proud of us. Yeah, that's what we do here. <laughs> All right. What are, what are your thoughts and feelings? You've read this before, right? Yeah, I've read this a few times. Um, and the animated... Uh, movie's pretty decent. It's on HBO Max, I think. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the book's better, but uh, yeah, it was great to come back to. I, I forgot about all the cat stuff. <laughs> I love it so much. It's so good. It's such a delicious detail to add. Yeah, I, I was, I mean, whenever we do things like this, uh, I, I'm, I'm always paying a bit more attention, being slightly more analytical instead of just, you know, enjoying it for what it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I picked up on like just little things like that I, I saw more of, which was very enjoyable. So It's rewarding. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a feeling that, I mean, even I've read it now twice, and I, like, will probably come back to it again in the future. Just, if nothing else, to look at the pretty pictures. Like, yeah. the art is so good. You should check out the, the animated, I think it's only, like, yeah. an hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. Solid. Yeah. That's a great idea. That would be a yeah, very Cranston enjoyable way to is, spend uh, it. Uh, Gordon, and, yeah, it's pretty solid. <gasps> That's so. When live action, when we yeah. give that now, please. Yeah, he's got the exact physicality for Gordon. Like, come on, he really does. Are you kidding? Like, <laughs> well, I like so Jeffrey good. Wright as uh, Gordon. Oh, he's so he's good. Jeffrey Wright was a uh, was excellent casting decision. Like, yeah, he's pretty great. Never would have expected it, but dead on. He's oh my god, he's so perfect. And like, I love Jeffrey Wright mostly because of the Hunger Games. <laughs> I am who I am. I can't help it. Yeah, it's fine. You like <laughs> um, what you like. But, but even coming from that, like coming from him as BD in The Hunger Games to Jim Gordon actually also makes a lot of sense to me and only adds to my experience of that film. Like it only grows my love of that character. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know what? I'm going to chalk that up to Jeffrey Wright as an actor. Well done, Jeffrey. Yeah, I think that might be part of his fault. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
This was fun. This is yes. another good one. It's a good one. Um, and I'm excited for next week as well. Glad you enjoyed uh, it. Tell the folks where they can uh, where they can find us. Oh, on Instagram we are at uh, Comic Book Book Club Pod. Um, our website is the same name, ComicBookBookClubPod.com. Uh, we got transcripts and other fun stuff going on that place. Let's see what else. Uh, our YouTube channel, I think, it's just Comic Book Book hey. Club. Um, we started posting uh, video versions of uh, see what our faces show. look like. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sorry in advance. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, just take a look at half the screen. You can put a book over the other side. <laughs> uh, uh, and I, we're on yeah. Twitter too, right? Yeah, uh, I want to start putting other stuff other than just the uh, uh, full episodes up there, but we'll, we'll get to that. Maybe, maybe I'll clip some short little bits from episodes and put in some, you know. Fun stuff. Clips from other stuff. Easy yeah, Make it fun. To share us with your friends, you yeah. know. Well, the, the like, subscribe, tell your friends, etc. <laughs> yeah, do all that. That little soul crushing uh, ass. I know. But yeah, Ooh. it does help. So. Uh, we are also on Tumblr, uh, Comic Book Book Club. Um, I have been having a lot of fun all by myself in my silent little Tumblr chamber. Um, and if you follow us on Tumblr and check often, you might find the times when I accidentally reblog Taylor Swift's content to the Comic Book Club. Which I hope happens. Um, I try to delete it pretty quick, but uh, you know that could be a fun game yeah, to see how many times. I, am. <laughs> I do if it's a good joke. If I like accidentally reblog just like a funny joke, I'm like, nah, it's fine. Everyone can have that. It'd be confusing, but I think in a good way. You know, that's what Tumblr's all about. Um, and uh, we will be starting a TikTok as soon as we've got a little bit of video under our belts. Yeah. Um, so if you are a TikTok type person, that will be happening eventually. But you know what? Also, we're adults and uh, social media is stressful. So um, yeah, just listen and tell your friends about it, please. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Uh, I think we should wrap it up. And, yes. Uh, oh, I'm ready. See you next week. I'm so excited. Justice League, New World Order. Read a Yay. few of them. Be ready. Ooh. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>